All right, we're back. Let's start this dumpster fire of an episode that we're about to have. Um, Woo! <laughs> well, this is the Balcony Chatter Podcast. This is Friday, as usual. Um, I am one host, Andrew McKenney, with my co-host, as always, Tim Taylor. Uh, the kerosene, baby. <laughs> Woo! All right, let's just start out with let's start out with the bad. Let's start out with the Gordon Hayward situation because now we actually Bye. have information. Yep, he's uh, gone. So he's gone. Originally, I'm just gonna tell you right now, he's gone. Originally, he asked for an extension on his decision making. Um, Danny Ainge re- re- requested that on. Maybe it was on his behalf. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, I think what that was was to try to help us get like a sign and trade. Basically, I think it's pretty it's pretty known. And I was just looking at Chris Mannix, big Celtics guy. Uh, his Twitter, he he thinks that there must be a suitor out there. Yeah, that's that is going to pay Gordon Hayward the max. Right. And there's apparently there's only like two teams that can do it, and one of them is the Knicks. Oh boy. And I think that I think that's where he's going to go. I think I think Gordon Hayward will be a Nick, and the Celtics will have gotten nothing for him. That one is going to sting. Not not the fact that he's going to the Knicks if that actually does happen, but the fact that he's walking <laughs> away for absolutely nothing. We are getting no benefit from this. Yeah, yeah, it hurts worse than Horford in a lot of ways, uh, and just in just as much as in in others, you know. Horford, you know, it's like 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 I've been saying for weeks, uh, you know, Hayward's got to get his bag. Um, but if there isn't a bag out there that is, you know, as good as thirty four million is for just this year alone, maybe he won't get it. But now it's it's increasingly looking like he has an offer out there with the team he wants to be with. He doesn't want to be here. Um, I. He didn't help his college coach out at all <laughs> with this. Uh, I mean, we can still give him the most. Maybe there is some sort of sign and trade where we give him the max that no one else can give him and then sign and trade from there. I don't know who we're trading to the Knicks or, or I don't know what we're getting from the Knicks that I don't know. I mean, something's better than nothing. So I don't know. How is it even possible that some of these guys, I mean, like James Harden and stuff too, that can possibly turn down a 30 or $50 million contract for one year. I, I get that, like, maybe you don't want to play there, and that's the reason, but it's got to be really hard to turn down that type of money. I know someone's going to pay them regardless, but it's like, it's almost a guarantee. It is a guarantee. You take it, and it's guaranteed, like, you're going to get paid as, as opposed to going to other places where you never know what's going to happen. Yeah, Harden, it's less risk. I think Harden can get that money in a right. year, even with, I mean, maybe not 50. Because, uh, you know, the big thing is, uh, and again, like we've talked about on here, is that the CBA and the the salary cap are going to go way down because of the pandemic. Yeah. Um, and so Hayward is 31, approaching 32. It's probably his last year for a big contract, especially if money's going way down. He needs to capitalize now. I get that. It just would have been really good if we could have signed and traded to get him out of here in some way or another. And, you know, uh, as of today, that is not ever going to happen. So <laughs> unless it's a free agency side. So what do we do now? What 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 is your, in your opinion, where do we go from here being Haywardless? Um, I We got to see what's available for free agency now. Uh, I think we got to make hard pushes at some guys that we probably want to do to kind of see if we could convince them to come on. I mean, we're down a piece and we don't have a replacement for it. Right. I mean, we, we were a good team. Back. 
we were a good team last year, and we were thinking that we needed one more piece, and now we're going to be down essentially two pieces from where we want to be. Yeah. Uh, I mean, listen, you can make the argument that the Celtics got there and did a lot without Gordon Hayward. Uh, I sure. think it's foolish if you think uh, we don't need him. I think that's a very foolish take, but you can make the argument that we can survive and we can even succeed without him. The problem is the East just got a lot better as a whole. And so, I mean, and it, and it has the potential to get even better with Westbrook maybe going somewhere and Harden maybe coming somewhere and all right. those looking like the East. Yep. Philly just dumped off two of their most restrictive contracts and were able to get two of the top 10 shooters, three-point shooters in the NBA, 15, 20. I, I know Danny Green's old, but he's still a shooter. They were able to get rid of Horford and get an old man shooter out of Danny Green, and then they were able to do Josh Richardson, dump all that money, and for another dominant ball handler who just gets in the way of Ben Simmons to get Seth Curry. And which, by the way, shout out to Seth Curry now being coached by his father-in-law. That's quite a step to take. Doc Rivers. Um, So Philly improved. The Nets are just were bound to improve because Kyrie and Duran are going to exist. Toronto is going to lose Fred Van Vliet. We'll see what they can do. The Bucks got a lot better. And I know they didn't get Bogdan Bogdanovich, but they still could because he just wants to enter free agency. And so they might get him and not lose Dante DiVincenzo, who is a very good asset. He's in his second year. He's averaging almost 10 points on a team that is number one in the East. On a, on the on Charlotte, he averages 20. You know, like he's growing, and now they get to keep him and have Bogdan potentially. And they got Drew Holiday. And I think the whole thing with what happened with this is – is the Bucks played it the smartest. They drove the price up on James Harden through the roof. When they paid three first-round picks, two pick swaps, uh, George Hill and Eric Bledsoe for just Drew Holiday. Drew is a fringe all-star. He's been an all-star. I believe it's only because of alternate-type deal, like injury situations. Nonetheless, he's a fantastic – he's a defensive guru, and he's, he's very solid offensive, and he can bring up the ball for them. They paid three first-round picks plus two pick swaps for that. What do you think Harden's were? Yeah, a exactly. Former MVP. Right. It just it just it's it's chestnut checkers. They drove the price up on that young man, and so the Nets can still afford it. But will they? Will they wait until midseason when maybe the price isn't as high and there's less pressure from the Rockets and whatnot, and they're already in their rebuild mode, and Harden is just very pissed off and. There's no tickets to be sold because the country's locked down, but basketball's still some, somehow happening. I don't know. But there's other shoes to drop. Washington, I think, got better through the draft and through their moves. And it's just every team around us is improving. And we are we're, – we're, this is a – if you don't think Hayward is at least a half step back, I would love the Kool-Aid you're sipping on because I need it right now. We don't have anything right now. Right. And I, I, and we'll get into our draft, and I genuinely do like our draft, and I think these are guys much more than we've seen in the past who can affect the game right now. But, but and, and, and more than that, it's like they're shooters. So there's, they're, not new, they're not new ball-dominant guards we're introducing who need to find their way to match. It's like stand in the corner and hit a three, and you're going to help the team out, and you're going to get minutes. And play. If you can figure out how to play defense at the same time, you could be a sixth or seventh guy off the bench. But, I mean, listen, what, is, what does this do to this team right now? This makes the starting five Kemba Walker, Marcus Smart, Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, and then probably Tice. It's a good starting lineup. 
we still don't have bench depth depth and that's what i think we need to find here i think we just need to we we got to get we got to give up we got to let go of this this hayward thing it's a sour taste in our mouth but guess what free agency starts as you're listening to this yeah and that's where danny needs to flourish right now because right now we were apparently we had the offer out for our three first round picks in this year's draft probably also gordon hayward for drew holiday and then we got three upped by milwaukee and now we were also involved with maybe getting Shamit, which would have been great shooting off the bench from the Clippers. That trade already happens with the Nets. I believe there's a three-way trade. Kennard is now a Clipper. A lot of stuff went down last night in small ways that would have really helped the Celtics. And a lot of those trades were coming out that the Celtics were involved, but ultimately we did not put enough on the table to make it happen. So now, now where do you overcompensate? Is, Dan, is Danny going to play it safe and say, I like our team? Because right now you can still like our team, but you got to recognize this is not the same East that they're going out against next year. And you are not. We're, we're Right now I'm, I look at us as a, you know, I think we could reach the first seed, but I look at us as like a solid four or five. We, that's what we were this year already. Miami's, Miami's the same. Miami I think is still going to be very good. Milwaukee just got a hell of a lot better. But what, the Nets, who knows? But – What's available to us in free agency that makes this team better? I want Bertans. I want Bertans from uh, – he's a stretch four shooter from uh, Washington, but I don't think we can afford him. A lot of these guys are going to get a, a good, like a good amount of money. I, I want a stretch four. I want shooting off the bench. And I think – and, like, you know, we can get in the draft whenever. I do think we get some shooters off the bench. We get the best shooter in the draft. This kid, Neesmith, went from shooting five shots a game at like like almost 40% to eight – not not shots, threes, five threes a game at like uh, almost 40% to I believe it was almost eight shots a game at 52%. He was far and away the best three-point shooter in the draft, and we got – I'm stoked on that. Was this the kid that shot like 91 out of 100 threes in a row? Like, I'm not sure. The, I'm not sure. Maybe I saw like, some like he, a lot of people were saying he he was the uh, he was the shooter of the draft. Yeah. So, so I so, want that. I want our shoot. I want a shooter. Yeah. Well, okay. So then that kind of leads me to my next question: Is do you think that this? Do you think that we're building for a championship team in five to ten years for like a really good team within five to ten years with all youth, or what do you think we're looking to do? You think we're we're looking to win now, or what's you know? I, I just don't know where we go from here. I think as... that argument when you're drafting, when, I mean, what, Tatum, this will be his fourth year? If you're still drafting for that two years ago, fine, but now you need to be drafted. If you're not winning this year, you're winning next. Right. You're entering the primes of these contracts. Jalen Brown will now be entering the second year of his four-year deal. you got to look at it that way. Tatum is, needs his new deal. Yeah, we need to, you know, we need to show these guys not only that they like playing here, but we, we think we can win with them, and we think we can win with them now. We were, we've been in the Eastern Conference Finals two out of the last three years. Yeah, we no, this can't this can't be a bridging a gap. This needs it, at some point it needs to be banner time. Okay, and I, and it, it, you know it, the year you want to print out those goddamn Kmart knockoff jerseys that look like a goddamn banner. Why don't we go for it? <laughs> Why don't, why, why don't we put another one in the rafters so we can forget that they were ever on our shirts? Because I cannot believe that that is the city jersey you rolled out. Really, hey. really, that's the one. Okay. Hey, I did. I did say that this was going to be a dumpster fire of an episode. I mean, I, it it seems like we're kind of aside from the positives that we have for the for the draft itself. I mean, we're pretty down on 
what's been going on so far. I mean, the fact, I mean, I, I shouldn't say that because it's not like free agency has been a big deal yet, but the fact that Gordon Hayward is leaving for absolutely nothing, I mean, that's, that is going to come back to bite us or, or, I mean, it just hurts regardless. Unless we get him on a team friendly deal somehow in free agency right now, or we get that sign and trade. This is an L on Danny range, Danny Ange's, uh, Daniel R. Ange's. But resume. why would he, this is an L. Why would he opt out if he if there was any opportunity for him to re-sign here? You think there was, there is no. We cannot pay him if we're going to play Tatum. And right. guess what? Pay Tatum. That's right. not even a conversation we're going to have on this podcast. No, of course. Pay Tatum. Yeah, that's the obvious. So he like the team friendly would have to be well below. He'd be signing to win, and I think it's smart of him as a 31 year old man in the NBA to pay to get that last paycheck. You know, and like yeah, he wants to win and he wants to compete and. You know, so be it. But like he's he has to get paid, and yeah. he he has to get paid now. This is this is the time. Next year, the 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 salary cap is going to have a huge hit, and so what could be, I agree, thirty four million dollars is a lot to walk away from. But taking thirty four million to only get fifteen a year next year versus getting four years of twenty five this year, huge difference. You know, that's forty million dollars. No, you're right. I I I, um, I agree with that for sure. It's just. Yeah. Looking at it from a from a fan's perspective and from the outside, where I don't have that type of money, it's like, how could you possibly even think about letting go of thirty four million dollars right now? But I mean, I guess it, it really depends when he said he was not going to do the player option, when he found out he was going to have another suitor, and then from there, I think it's on Danny for not getting it done. It needed to get done once the deadline hit, and once Drew moved, I was like, I think those were the shots. Like, because what else? And then we heard that. You and I were talking about the rumor of Drummond today or something. There was a rumor that he was going to go to Drummond. Yeah. He was going to go to Cleveland. We were going to get Drummond. Hayward was never going to do that. He wasn't going to go to Cleveland. He wants to somehow compete and get this paycheck. And guess what? That's possible. I mean, the Knicks isn't exactly the way to do it. Yeah. <laughs> but it's possible. So, you know, I, I'm glad we didn't do that. But I guess I'd take Drummond over nothing. I, I don't know. It's it, it's It sucks. It's I think it's an L. Uh, I don't mean to be so negative about it, but I, I need to be proven it's any hint of positive before I buy that. It's just it seems it seems worrisome. Uh, I hope Danny's got some stuff up his sleeve, but you know, at the same time, like to pl- to play my own devil's advocate, maybe we shouldn't be counting on other GMs wanting to help Danny Ainge in any way. Period. That's fair. He's, yeah, yeah, right. And I, and I'm sure that's a real thing. So maybe you know he's really banking on what he can do in free agency and hopefully people want to come play in Boston. Hopefully there's some big guys who we can actually afford who, who do see that this could be, uh, they, they could be the piece or, or one of the couple of pieces that come that can take us to the next level and take us over the edge. Yeah. So be it. I think Jalen Brown is going to be a hell of a lot better the next season. And he just had a breakout year. I stand by that. I think Jalen Brown is a certified all-star this year. I, I don't even think it's a question. All right, I think well, Jason Tatum is right on path. He's maybe even starting. Granted, the East got a lot tougher, so that's a whole weird thing. But these two guys, that's the caliber step up they're going to be. That's good. There's room for that. Hayward's now out of the way of there. But, you know, you're still losing a major asset, and we got to figure out. It, it, I think you just got to – like, if I'm Danny Ainge, I'm forgetting Hayward completely. Just completely forgetting that. Yeah. Forgetting the I like my guys thing and then just breaking down the team, ignoring – again, completely ignoring the Hayward thing and just looking and saying, what is missing? who's available that fills these holes in the best way possible. Right. And it's bench scoring and it's bench, you know, it's, it's bench ball handlers. Uh, the, uh, we didn't talk about Peyton Pritchard yet. The other first round draft pick we got last night. 
He well, so, so, looks like a guy who's ready to be plugged and played. To me, he has a lot of TJ McConnell in him. Uh, you know, I mean, guys, honestly, I'm not – usually I dive into the draft, and then, it, honestly, it snuck up on me so hard this year I didn't even read the guide. And after a certain amount of players, you know, I'm Googling. And then, like, you know, Neesmith gets drafted. I'm like, oh, he's the best three-point shooter in the draft. Fantastic. Let's go. Yeah. And, like, you know, from what I saw, like, basically the grade on both these draft picks was B. But what they both said is that they're, re- they're ready to be plugged and played right now, and that's what we need. We keep drafting, you know, numerous, numerous first-round draft picks who don't go, you know, who need development. And, like, we give them minutes and they never, like, pan out. Like, we still have a ton in our system right now like that. Like, our G League's still full. Look at Tremont Waters. Look at Carson Edwards. Like, we still have all these guys. And, like, it's been a laundry list of time doing that. Back to, like, RJ Hunter when he was drafted with Rozier. And he never panned out. Rozier did. Now Rozier's gone. It's just there's too much first-round draft picking. And I, I, I was petrified that we were going to draft free last night. And you know what, Andrew? We didn't. <laughs> we traded the 30th pick. Good on him. Go, Danny. Go, Good Danny. Job. He couldn't move up to save his life. And with all those weird shuffling trades in the high, in the high teens, it was so confusing what the hell was going on. It, it really does feel like Ainge is a little bit shafted or, or Ainge low balls and people say F you. I don't know. I mean, typically we're we're on his side, and and it's not that we're not on his side. It's just that we kind of wish things yeah, could have yeah. gone a little bit differently, and hopefully he can pull something off in the free agency and and get us back to, um, you know, feeling like we're that Eastern Conference final team, and and um, hopefully on our way to the finals. You know, it's it's the, like you said, the East is only getting better. It's not going to get any easier for us, and the fact yeah. that we're losing pieces and not gaining other pieces. Is not going to help us. It's not going to do it. So um, we can't. It, it kind of feels similar to like a, like a Bruins situation where it's like we are one piece away or so from making it to the finals and being that team. But there's a lot of hard teams to play on the on the way up. I mean, nothing is easy. We do not have right. an easy an easy path. I mean, the year that we went to the finals, obviously we had an easy path there. But every team is just getting better and. Um, you know, whoever you face in the West has usually got got to be pretty good too. So, yeah, like you know, the West if, is usually better, right? It's and like and if NBA, you yeah. if you go, um, you know, say the Celtics make it to the finals with with the team that they currently have, they're probably going to get smoked by whoever's out there in the West because they didn't improve as much as they needed to. So, it, I don't know, man. It's it's a tough situation, and it's easy for us to say, oh, we should have done this or we should have done that, and like always with free agency and with stuff like that, it's not always up to the GM. Like maybe they lowball, and maybe it is their fault, but maybe there are other contributing factors where the player doesn't want to be here or the player wants to go get his bag or whatever it is, you know, like it's, it's, it's a tough situation. So I just hope that we can pull something off in this free agency and get back on track. And, you know, I'm, I'm excited yeah. for the season. So yeah. whatever they do, I'm looking forward to, um, so, I mean, I don't know. Only time will tell really with that. Yeah. It's just to see Daryl Morey go in and completely fix Philly's problems in, in five days. Or if that, it's in less than a week, he's just like completely fixed Philly's issues. Yeah. Uh, I mean, not completely like who knows if they're on track, but they're not, you know, they were buried in the red with a good, with an okay, with a solid team that wasn't going to win. And now they're breathing with young superstars and they're trying to add the right pieces around to still let those guys be those guys and help where they help in the areas where they fall short. 
Yeah. I mean, I mean, you talk about comparing it to hockey. It's just like hockey. When you're one piece away, you got a lot of other pieces that work. In basketball, when you're missing that piece, it's a matter of you know maybe playoffs or not. Or right. Totally. Top seed versus bottom seed. It's just like yep. It's so much more critical uh, with all those jumps and stuff. And no, I mean, yeah, you're right. You know, I I love Danny. I'm glad we have Danny. He's traded Danny. Uh, I'm thankful for everything he's done for me as a Celtics fan. But when you look over and you just see what Sam Presti's doing to, to jumpstart his rebuild in OKC and how these people can shed weight, shed stuff so much, and he and Danny's unable to do that. Again, I don't think it's from a lack of, lack of effort, but I but I don't exactly mean to make it a conspiracy. I just think no, yeah. I think Danny. I think Danny Ainge played this league pretty hard for a bit, and you know this is this is what this is this is what happened. So I think we're going to keep this episode a little bit short today because, you know, we don't really have a lot going on otherwise, other than Gordon Hayward and, and the draft. And we did talk a little bit about how, you know, we're happy with the draft picks that we've made and, and what we got. I mean, we got the best shooter out there, um, which is great. So it will be interesting to see what happens with him and with the development of these new um, these new guys that people are pretty high on. Um, but I figured we'd switch gears a little bit to wrap this episode up because I do want to get your thoughts. I know that we talked on the last episode about doing a Jersey episode, uh, and I still want to do that. I still, I think we still plan to do that, but I want to know your thoughts on the Jersey because it did actually get released, the, the new Bruins, um, reverse retro, and it was what we thought it was going to be. Um, it was it was basically the same as that mock-up that got leaked, and uh, I know mine's already on order. I don't know about you, but what were your thoughts on that? Oh, I'm in, dude. Yeah, like we said at the end of it, we're, we're, we're going to be the Coil Twins whenever we do a game together someday <laughs> in 20 years when you can do that again. Yeah. Uh, yeah, dude, I, I, I love them. I, I, I already brought up the Celtics Kmart knockoffs. I hate them. I think they're terrible. Uh, I think it's, it's especially for the NBA, which I, I just expect more out of jerseys. Like NHL, there's a, there's a classicness to it, right? Which the NHL managed to overcome this year. I think the, I think the NHL jerseys that are rolling out are way, even the ones that fail, they're they're going for it. You know what I mean? Like a lot of these, a lot of the NBA, it's just like who's designing this? It just and, uh, why are they allowed to? Right. <laughs> like it's just like ASAP Ferg rolled out some retro jerseys that he had in mind, and it's just like these are sick. Why don't why doesn't ASAP Ferg should de- design this because Nike's dropping the ball in a lot of cities. And, well, I think, no, it's cool. It's like for for I, I think the NHL crushed it. I think I think overall that's one of the best. This is one of the best. Like everyone's got a jersey rolling out things I've ever seen. So did you have a favorite besides the Bruins jersey? Which one Which one did you think was yeah. the coolest? And it, and it really pains me to say this, but Vancouver's. I think Vancouver's dope ones. The, really? The cut, yeah, the cut in the logo to have the, the teal bottom and the blue, navy blue top or vice versa, whatever it was. They yeah. like gradient. I yeah. those were sick. And then, I mean, I, I'm a huge Whalers jersey fan, but fuck the Hurricanes for even using that franchise. <laughs> They're not worthy. You completely ruined the lives of uh, many, many Hartford people I know. Yeah. So, And the fact that you even act like you came from there is truly wrong. You know, we don't see OKC wearing the Sonics. You know, there should be some sort of rules against this. It's rude. It's mean. Yeah. No, I, I think that. I mean, it would have been cool to see Winnipeg use the Thrashers jersey if we're if we're throwing it back, like you know, Colorado did the Nordiques. Um, it would have been kind of cool to to get that. Yeah. Also, I don't think anyone in Atlanta is like, come on, no, 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 too no. soon. Like Hartford, Connecticut's like, we miss hockey. Yeah, for sure. Uh, why are you in Raleigh now? What's happening? 
there's even a city around the arena. I'm a huge um, I'm a huge fan of the Sharks jersey. Uh, I think that if Jumbo Joe didn't get traded, I would have absolutely 100 percent bought one of those. You're not gonna get a beard one. You're not yeah. gonna get a beard one. You uh, won't get a beard one. You love I, Brett. I do. I do love Bernsey, but I don't know if I'll buy one. All right. Um, I feel that. Especially because I already bought my Bruins one, so at this point. I probably shouldn't spend the additional money on that, so um, we'll see. But I, I can't promise that I won't because I do have an addiction to hockey jerseys, so at some point it'll probably be in the closet. Yeah, I, I mean, I think they look great. But I I, I, like like I said earlier, I stick with the fact that I think that we should absolutely do a jersey episode. Um, you we know, will. We will. We'll have uh, we'll have art- our in-house artist Jack Herzog on with our in-house uh, Jersey obsession Jamel Johnson guy, on, <laughs> and it'll be the best breakdown of of clothing uh, to ever hit sports. That is going to be a fun <laughs> one for sure. Um, one one last thing I'll, I'll toss on. Excuse me, sorry everybody. One last thing I'll t- I'll toss on is uh, Yam Yam Mater. Get ready. Two years from now, if there's anything that speaks to me that that Danny Ainge is playing for the future, it's the draft of what is referred to by overtime Europe as the European Steph Curry. Go watch Yams. Go watch his his highlight reels. All of you, anyone listening, watch Yams highlight reels. When you're like, who the hell is this draft and stash we just drafted? He's sick. He looks good. <laughs> he plays very hard defense at six two. I'm stoked. So uh, look out for Yam in two years. We're gonna let him play over overseas another year in Tel Aviv, and uh, he looks he looks sick. That, he, he, I'm excited for that one. I can't wait to go back and cut out the sound clip of that in two years and and replay it when everybody's like, "Wow, oh, he was right." Oh, thank God! Yeah, <laughs> I I feel confident in uh, in in Yam. Just some of them passed the eye test, dude, and uh, you know it felt like these first two did. For uh, you know our 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 fourteenth and twenty sixth overall draft pick felt like, felt like they did, but Yam, I was like, I, I don't know who the hell this is. This guy from Israel, this forty uh, seventh pick, and then I was just like, oh, this guy next year could have been a top five pick, top ten pick. Like <laughs> he looks, he plays just like Steph Curry, like like mannerisms like Steph Curry, like step back and the floater, and then just like an even harder perimeter defense. It's, it's sick. Well, I hope you're right, and we're going to check back in when he gets some playing time out here, and we'll see what happens, but I, I hope you're right. Yeah, I think so. We'll see. We've got a long time for that. Let's see if we're uh, – let's see what the team looks like in two years because <laughs> another big NBA shakeup is coming. Yeah. Where you, you guys are – you guys are, as you're listening to this, are already in the midst of it, so I hope it's nice. I hope it's comforting. Yeah. Well, that's it for us this week again, guys, on Fridays. As always, um, thank you guys for listening. Uh, following us along on on Instagram, Twitter, all that kind of stuff. Um, you know, we've we've gotten a lot of good feedback. We appreciate it. Um, thank you for sharing it with anybody that you do. Uh, and we will continue to be putting out episodes and and trying to keep up with the news as it comes out. I know it's been sort of a weird year, but we're doing the best we can with what we have and um, hoping for some normalness coming up here in the next couple months. Uh, at least yeah. getting getting on the right track, I should say. Yeah, well, we just got a lockdown uh, that starts on Saturday, so we're shut down for a month. L.A., baby. Oh, good. All right. Yeah, we're back inside. Uh, Gordon, I hope you enjoy playing video games wherever Robin lets you play next, but <laughs> I really do. You weren't a bad Celtic. It's just uh, the injuries, man. What are you going to do? We're wrong place, wrong time. Tough window. 
I love I loved seeing you in green. It was nice seeing you and Brad together, and thank you for everything you did. And this is going to sound really weird if we re-sign him. Yeah, no, I, I think that we'll leave it at that. And, and I mean, if we re-sign, great. If we don't, everything you said, I, I definitely second that. So good luck this with – This podcast, Balcony Chatter – is pro Gordon Hayward, and I think we wish him, you know, we wish him the best going forward. He's looking out for his and his. Yep, and we will, we'll, you know, we'll we'll definitely check in on Twitch with him at some point. Oh, 100 percent. Yeah, we'll get ready for the Gordon multicast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right, guys, we'll see you next week. Stretched. Was it all